This is the final part of a series. We're starting a new one next week um, on 2020 being a year of breakthrough. And uh, for those of us who've been around for these last few weeks, we'd have heard a number of words about this. Can I just underline the word year? <laughs> because I think for some of us, it's kind of like we stay focused during a five-week course. It's the end of January, we've had dry January, we've had dry breakthrough January, um, and now we can get on with the rest of our lives. And I think the fact that significantly it's been like we, we felt it would be a year of breakthrough means that come May, June, October, November, some of the things that you're thinking about, you may still be working through to see the breakthrough that God wants uh, for you. I wonder, for those of you particularly who've been around, whether you know what that issue is that you want to see a breakthrough for. It may be for someone else. It may be for yourself. It may be um, a situation that you've been carrying for some time. I really hope you know what it is. I hope it's not some vague, hopeful thing. Or it may be more than one thing, of course. It could be several things. Um, but God's intention is that throughout this year, we felt that Many, many people at New Community would come through into some kinds of breakthrough, and not only individually, but also corporately. There are big things that we face as a church throughout this year and the years to come, and we need to keep on praying as a people of God to see that breakthrough come as well. I wonder what brings breakthrough. Well, you should be able to understand, answer that question quite easily because you've been here the last few weeks. But in case you've forgotten, I'll just remind you that the first two weeks of this series, James and I preached sermons uh, trying to remind us that the breakthrough doesn't come through our self-effort, that the breakthrough that we want in God comes primarily through God's power and authority and his victory, not our victory. To remind you, we said that Jesus overcame everything. Um, he was victorious. He was a conqueror. He overcame temptation. He overcame death. He overcame every obstacle that came against him. And if we as Christians will live in him and his power, then we will know breakthrough. We will know what it means to see great things happen through him. And then a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the power of together prayer, this amazing sense of when you are together as the people of God and you keep on praying, you're going to see breakthrough. And last week we looked at the subject of fasting. So all of these different topics, if you like, have all uh, built up to give us a picture of when we ask the question, so how do we get breakthrough? Well, there's this and there's this and there's this and there's this. So we're being instructed by God what those things are. Today, now, uh, the fifth and final part of this series, I want to look at the whole issue of endurance. And those young people really wish they were going out this morning and not staying here right now. I want to spend some time looking at the issue of endurance and perseverance. The whole deal of not giving up until we start to see God do things. See, I think this is a big issue for some of us. I know it is for me. Um, that there are some breakthrough issues that we can only experience when we learn how to endure. Some of the breakthroughs that we're looking for are not automatic. Some of the breakthroughs we're looking for must include the topic of endurance and perseverance. So this morning, I admit, is not an easy, jolly word 
but it is a totally essential word. And we're going to pray at the end for people who are enduring or did endure and have given up. You know, from generation in the Bible all the way through the last book of the Bible, Revelation, there are stories, numerous accounts of endurance ending in breakthrough. This is not unusual for me to be able to say to you, there are some things you'll only get an experience through perseverance. All through the Old Testament and through into the New Testament, there are men and women who trusted God, but there were delays. And in those delays, they had to keep moving forward by faith. There are uh, stories of men and women learning not to give up until God had come through and answered their prayers. I think of the times I've given up. I think of the times I didn't persevere and didn't endure and therefore did not see the breakthrough that God perhaps had intended. Christianity, that is a quick fix. Let's give up if it doesn't happen now or a Christianity that involves like I don't feel like persevering is not real Christianity. True Christianity, normal Christianity, really, really want you to hear this because this isn't preached from every pulpit in this nation today. True Christianity, biblical Christianity contains the need to endure and the need to persevere. To keep going through all sorts of trials and mysteries and hardships and doubts and tough seasons and difficult battles. I love that word this morning. God will give you a strategy when you face various battles of different kinds. Just situations in life where we need to keep on praying with expectation that God will hear. That we keep rejoicing even though we haven't seen the results. It's a lot in the Bible about singing. And you don't just sing when everything's going well. You sing because you sing through trials and tribulations and difficulties. But while we're persevering, we continue to give thanks and exercise faith. This is real life for everybody and it's real life for Christians as well. So if you came to Jesus just so that he would make you happy, that is not what Christianity is about. You and I, if you're a Christian, you know more joy than anyone in this world could ever know, hallelujah. But it doesn't kind of just remove all the problems and difficulties. Have you noticed? Yes, am I just talking to myself or? Good, yeah, you, you kind of identify with what we're saying. Hebrews chapter 12 and verses one to two. Let's just turn there. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Have you noticed the hint in that verse, verse, uh, verse one? Let us run with what? Endurance. This is not a 100 meter sprint 
that you're involved in. If you like, it's kind of like a marathon. And to, in order to win a marathon, I've run and won many in my life. What's <laughs> funny about that? In order to win a marathon, you have to endure all kinds of things in training and during the race. So the fact that there is a race marked out for me, and then there's this hint, let us run with endurance, is the first hint I get that if I want to see breakthrough in my life, then I'm going to have to endure some things. Now I really want to root this, if I can, in some scriptures. So just bear with me just for a moment, because I don't want you going out of here thinking, well, it's just kind of an idea. So deeply rooted is this concept of endurance and keeping going to the end. It's so important. Uh, Matthew chapter 12, 24, verse 12. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of, uh, of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. It's not to do with, uh, you know, if I, I lose my salvation along the way, it's to do with, come on, the assurance is you don't just give up, you don't give in, you don't lose your first love, but that you do endure uh, to the very end. And then we see uh, this passage in Romans chapter 5 and verse 3, where it says this, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope what a terrible Christian life it would be if I never learned endurance and my character was never changed and I didn't have any hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us Jesus suffered you're following Someone who suffered, suffered more than anyone will ever know. And we're his followers. So to meet a Christian who says, well, I don't believe in suffering. It's just really strange. You're a follower of Jesus. This passage of scripture says that suffering is something that Christians go through. The apostles suffered. The early church suffered greatly. Our brothers and sisters who went before us. So to be 21st century Christians whose lives are to be devoid of suffering... I'll only follow Jesus if I don't suffer. I'll only, I'll only really worship him if I don't suffer. I'll only really be committed to his purposes as long as it doesn't include suffering. Now, understand me, none of us are saying, so Lord, please bring it on. I love suffering. Please help me to suffer. I'm not suffering enough. I can't be a Christian. No person in their right mind wants to welcome suffering. But suffering because you're following Jesus and because you're wanting to be changed to be like him and because you're wanting to know the purposes of God will happen. Yeah. It's part of life. Let's look at a few more scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 3. I don't even know if I want to read this out, but I'm going to because it's in the Bible. We put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. By great what? In afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love. I mean, it just goes on and on to talk about all sorts of different things that happen as a result of being followers of Jesus. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. You're not looking very happy. Come on, keep with me. 
and let, and let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap, look at this, if we do not give up. I think there's some breakthrough issues in our lives that are, are there on the horizon and the exhortation, don't give up. I know it's hard, I know it's difficult. It's not an easy thing you're going through, but the last thing you should do is give up. Endurance and perseverance is about not giving up. 2 Thessalonians 1.4 Therefore we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35. Therefore do not throw away your confidence which has a great reward for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God you may be able to receive what is promised. There are promises that you and I just don't receive because we give up and we don't endure. This is biblical. This is Christianity. <laughs> James 1, 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. Please put your hand in the air if you would like to be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. Wouldn't it be great if the way you got it was to come to the front and we laid hands on you, complete, perfect, lacking in nothing. We all want that, but look at the root of it. The root of it is count it all joy, brothers, when you <laughs> present, when you actually come to various trials. You know, I've been around the Christian scene for so long. Have you noticed that most of these verses have not been put to worship songs? <laughs> count it all joy, my brothers, when you in various trials. It doesn't come. That's a little word for some worship leaders here. Come on, get writing songs. Hebrews 11, 13. No, sorry, we won't go there. We're going to go there later. So we can just go with these scriptures, one after another, we can see this. Revelation chapter 2, verses 2 to 3. Jesus is talking to the church, and he kind of commends endurance. He kind of says, look, I, I know that you're going to... I've got things against you, but one thing I want to commend is you just endured. It's a good thing. Endurance in the Christian life is actually commended. Does it take me to have to tell you this morning that this is countercultural, particularly in the Western world? 21st century, United Kingdom. This is, this is countercultural. Where we live in a world and society that's constantly feeding us, we must have quick results. Forget endurance, and they don't even have a word for perseverance. It's kind of just instant. Anything for an easy life has got to be the right way forward. Give up, run away, escape. Are, are, are the, it's the philosophy that you often hear. You shouldn't have to put up with hardships. In fact, if you're going through a hardship, something's wrong. That's why marriages break up. A lot of them. It's kind of like all over the place at the moment. You know, well, it just wasn't working. So, you know, so, so, okay, it's not working. Forget it then. Trade it in for somebody else. It just didn't work. You know, marriages have to be, involve work and endurance and perseverance when things go rough and, and difficult. 
Don't give in, but that's the philosophy of the world in which we live. Primarily, what we're talking about this morning is something quite countercultural to the way that you were raised and the environment in which you live. Now, this is going to sound strange, <coughs> but it is countercultural, but actually, in another way, it really, really isn't. Particularly in many, many parts of the world today, where where you live, you have to just endure and persevere to survive. And, and I want to say this because it sounds a bit topsy turvy, but there is in humanity, there is in our DNA, because we're made in the image of God, there is something inside all human beings that has an ability to endure. So although our soft, weak culture says don't, do, nevertheless, in people generally, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about all humanity, not just Christians, about all people on earth, your neighbours. It says, we live and move and have our being in him. And so mankind has this endurance. I'm mentioning this. I will come to the Christian endurance in a moment. But inside of you, there's a fighter. Inside of you, there is, there, there is because you're made in the image of God, something that just longs to endure. It's not that foreign to you or to people around you. The premature baby that's born and is put into an incubator in intensive care. And you watch this tiny little child. What is this child doing before full life has come? They're fighting. They're enduring. Persevering. You see this little body gasping for life, holding on to it. It's amazing, for some of you who work in the medical profession, you'll know this is true, that sick, really sick children in hospital are some of the most resilient kids you could ever meet. Because something in them has got this DNA of, of endurance. It's amazing. You, 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 mankind has gone through the most amazing feats of endurance. We're talking about endurance, so it is. I used to read books about a guy called Ernest Shackleton in the southern seas. He was trying to go places, an explorer. I mean, how on earth did they survive? In fact, you often hear that phrase, how did they survive that? Because something in our DNA has this natural tendency to want to survive. I, I went to see an amazing film the other day called 1917. Not everybody's cup of tea. It really was mine. Brilliant film about the First World War. It's just all about endurance. It's all about how on earth can people go through things like that in the First World War and survive. Last week, all our news was full of the Holocaust and stories in Auschwitz and other places of some of the most unbelievable people who endured things that you and I can't even think or even imagine. Why am I laboring this? Because it's so important to understand it is contrary to our natural tendency to give up. There is something inside of us, God-given, I believe, that causes mankind to want to go through and out the other end. I follow on, on social media a guy called Henry Fraser. And at the age of 17, 18, he had a diving accident and was paralyzed from the neck down. I mean, he's the most extraordinary guy to follow. He's learned to paint with uh, his mouth. 
and he paints with the, the, the paintbrush, these most extraordinary paintings. He's taught his body how to move, even though the doctor says there's no way that you can do that. His whole life is one of just doing a little bit more each day. And I think I got problems. That's true. When you watch these people, you think, wow, that is amazing. And this is why suicide is so tragic, assisted or otherwise, or euthanasia. Because there actually is something inside of us that wants to go to our very last breath through all difficulties that we might face. Saying all of that, <laughs> without Jesus, I find the mantras of our world about endurance can be rather shallow. What do I mean? Well, you know what I mean. People saying to one another, that's a shame. Believe in yourself. Try harder. Come on, think positive thoughts. You can really do this. Realize your dreams. Look on the bright side. Whistle, whistle a happy tune. Smile. Da, da, da. It's all that constantly coming at you. Okay, that's all nice and sweet, but it surely is not enough. When it comes to Christians, our endurance and perseverance is totally different. How do we endure hardship as Christians? How do we cope with delays? How do we keep going when there are real mysteries, things that we just don't understand that don't seem to have any answers in this life? Many of us are facing many of these things today. How this, this Christian endurance, you know, when life's really tough right now for some of us, why are my prayers that I keep on praying not being answered? Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 12 because I believe here, very simply, we see the answer to these questions. Because it says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And here's the massive key. Looking to Jesus. Another translation is fix your eyes on Jesus. He's already endured the cross. He's already endured massive hostility. He's actually endured and persevered more than you and I will ever know. Verse 3 of Hebrews 12 says, consider him. Think about him, fix your eyes on him, look to Jesus so that you don't grow weary and give up. You see, if you're, try, if you're going through a trial right now or a difficulty and you're trying to endure doing the best that you can, if you're doing that and your eyes are not on Jesus, then they're on something else. They're probably on you. Or if they're not on you, they might be on other people. And if they're not on other people, then they will be on the circumstances around. Your eyes have got to look at something, right? And when you're enduring, the Bible says, fix your eyes. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. That's the way that you endure and keep persevering. But the moment you take your eyes off him, you don't shut your eyes. You look at something else. I look at me. Can I make this? Have I got the strength to do this? Or I look at others. Maybe they'll be the solution. And then they always let you down. Or maybe I just keep looking at my circumstances and the more I look at them, I don't find any hope that's coming. 
I absolutely love this quote from Elizabeth Elliot. I hope it comes on behind me. It says this, the secret, and she's talking about the Christian life, the secret is Christ in me, not me in a set of different circumstances. Some of you need to write that down and go and meditate upon it. It's brilliant. And I think this is a major key for some of us. The secret is not me struggling through in my, the secret is Jesus in me, Christ in me. And the, the answer is not, if only you was in a different set of circumstances, I'd be all right. Some of us are enduring in circumstances that are not to be escaped from. But we're to find Jesus right in the midst of the situations that we're involved in. Our endurance and perseverance comes, listen, this is important, from having a different perspective. It's not gritting your teeth. It's having a change of perspective of who you see and what you're looking at. So, where is the ability to endure going to come from if I am in Christ? Let me just share some things with you. You're in the midst of a difficulty. Your prayers are not being answered. You're longing for breakthrough. Things are not easy. Firstly, he never leaves you. And he never ever will abandon you in the midst of your endurance and in the midst of your suffering. He's right here, right now, in what you're going through. And he has promised never to leave you. What a source of strength if I am enduring and persevering through something. So the Apostle Paul makes this famous quote from Romans. So therefore nothing can separate me. And I love this phrase. Nothing on earth can separate me. There isn't a single thing that will snatch you away from this promise that Jesus is with you. You wake up every morning when you're enduring and suffering, going through difficult times, remembering because you're looking to Jesus as the source of your life that he's with me right now involved in this. This is not a feeling. I remember when I was at college many, many years ago, um, I went through, I think it's my second year at college, and I was in a theological college, and I was preaching most Sundays in different churches all around where the college was, etc., etc. And I just went through this really dark time when God's presence just seemed to be removed from me. Up until that time, it'd been me and Jesus, and it all been wonderful, and his presence, suddenly his presence had gone. Suddenly all the feelings had gone. Suddenly the awareness of God had gone. Now, he'd not left me or forsaken me, but he'd withdrawn from me because he wanted me to learn things about him. And it went on for about a year. And it was a difficult, difficult time for me. I remember preaching Sundays about a God that I wasn't even sure existed. That's tough. But you keep going because you just know deep down inside you can't rely on feelings. But you're experiencing the power and the presence of God. We also draw from this truth of looking to Jesus that we learn to live in his resources and not in our own. You endure in his strength, in his promises. He has given you the helper, the Bible says, called the Holy Spirit to empower you on a daily basis to live your life. How do we endure? Well, we have our thoughts filled with the word of God. I just don't think positive thinking is going to do it for you. Sorry. 
And, and I think, you know, kind of mindfulness thing, which is all about emptying your mind. Do you know that the Christian faith is the opposite? It's all about filling your mind. Filling your mind with truth that sets you free. I don't know if I can endure this. Fill your mind with truth. I don't know if I can go through this difficult time. Remember, he is with you. He has not forsaken you. Can I really go through this trial? Yes, why? Because his strength is available to you. The power of the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Your mind is getting full of the thoughts of God. It's knowing that God knows even when I don't. Some of us are going through mysteries. It doesn't make any sense at all. I've got friends who've gone through just this last year horrendous times of of great sorrow and mysteries that don't make any sense at all. But the knowledge that God is sovereign and the knowledge that he's still in control, not in a fatalistic way, but a very loving, gentle kind of way. So it's, honestly, brothers and sisters, it's knowing he never leaves you. It's knowing his resources are all available. It's knowing that God knows even when I don't. And here's another one. It's finding grace that's sufficient in every circumstance and every day of your life. You can endure to the very end because there's grace available for every day that you live. And here's another one. It's knowing that God can suddenly break through at any moment. Your posture is really important when it comes to endurance. I'm looking to Jesus. Here's the trial and difficulty. It seems to be going on forever. There doesn't seem to be any breakthrough. But my posture is this, but it could be today. And if not today, it could be tomorrow. And if not tomorrow, maybe it's going to be the week after. It's so important. Our posture is not down here, but constantly. because We have a God of breakthrough. We have a God who can suddenly speak and whole things can change. Many in this room have experienced, you've been enduring, enduring, enduring. I don't know how long I can go through this. I think I might be giving up. Boom, suddenly the, the answer comes. Don't give up because it could be tomorrow. We just live with a God who, whose timing is perfect so the miraculous can come and it's trusting him to the very end. And do you know what? And this is real victory. Hebrews eleven thirteen, <laughs> which is one of the most amazing verses in scripture. Talk about great men and women of God who live by faith. It says this, they all died in faith. They died in faith. Not having received the things promised. What an amazing thing statement that is. In other words, their posture was, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm trusting. Oh, I've died. It never happened. But they lived to the end as if it would. I know people like this. They're real people. Living like this with the endurance that's there it's peace isn't it when there's no understanding and you endure it's 1 Thessalonians 5 16 this is real this is the real stuff rejoice always pray without ceasing giving thanks in not for in all circumstances this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus so here I am enduring how do I cope with endurance? Rejoice always. So it's easy for you to say, yeah, it is. I'm not asking you to be happy. Rejoice always because of Jesus, looking to him. Pray ceaselessly. Give thanks in all circumstances. Keep going even when there's no change. I feel almost embarrassed to mention this um, personal thing, but I'll go for it anyway. 
It's, it's all, life is relative, okay? These people suffer far more than I do. For the last two and, two and a half years, I've, I've had physical pain. So I've had constant pain in my back and in my hips, and I've had buckets of prayer. And I still absolutely believe and looking to Jesus on a daily basis that he, he would heal me. But throughout this time, all the things I've just mentioned to you, I've had to live in. I've had to learn how to rejoice when I'm not healed. I've had to learn how to keep giving thanks even when I haven't had my prayers being answered the way I would like them to. I've had to learn how to rely on his resources and rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to come again. Okay, I'm not healed. Come again. I'm not healed. But I'm going to endure. I'm going to persevere because I believe in all of these things and my posture is that God can break through and can subtly do it. I'm still going through it now. I've even had a blooming hip operation and it didn't totally work but I'm believing that it still will because there's still the pain. You can't, as a Christian, you can't say there's no pain, there's no pain. There is pain, there is pain. You sing in the pain, you rejoice in the pain, you keep going in the pain, you minister to people in the pain. You don't just give up. And it's not my willpower doesn't work talk to my wife it does not work it's only because of who you are in Jesus and it's this it's learning also to share your endurance with other people Christians don't suffer in silence got it Galatians 6 2 bear one another's burdens that's fantastic if you're going through something today of endurance and suffering here's great news you're not alone. There are others around you that are with you. Maybe the final thing I'll say about this is it's, it's a remarkable testimony to others around you who watch you suffering and enduring to the end that this isn't you, this is God. Listen, I yesterday were in Lyon in France. We flew out and flew back again to uh, the funeral celebration of a dear, dear friend of ours. She just, got, just turned 40 three days before she died. She's married to one of the elders in the church in Lyon that we're working with in New Ground. She and her husband, William, became very dear friends of ours over the last 10 years, but particularly over the last three years, we spent many happy hours with them talking about She had chronic uh, pain through cancer, and for three years, I have never seen a Christian just endure with such joy constantly throughout. Every time you met her, she was the first person singing the song in a meeting. She was praying out loud. She was going around ministering for pe- to people. And yesterday was just overwhelming. I mean, it was just hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, William's football team all turned up. There were Muslims there. They were just like, the place was absolutely packed out. And it was all about this amazing person who had learnt to endure to the end, trusting God for him to heal her, and in the end he didn't. She went to glory, but her testimony was just absolutely wonderful. I know people like this who live through these things, and it is because they look to Jesus. While we're waiting, while we're in delay, while we're enduring and persevering, I want you to know in the purposes of God, in the sovereignty of God, things are happening in your life all the time. You're being drawn closer to God. You're learning to be more dependent upon him. You're overcoming the enemy. You're overcoming his lies. You're learning how to deal with doubt. You're wrestling. You're struggling. You're being changed. You're being humbled. You're being fashioned. 
You, you, you're, you're, just, you're just going through all of these things and God is growing you in maturity and faith and character and attitudes. It even says in 1 Peter 1, 6-7 that the process of refining fire and all the things you go in actually proves the genuineness of your faith. It's kind of like, oh, so endurance, it proves I'm the real deal. Yes, your faith can't be real unless it goes through times of testing which is actually what happens when we're going through endurance. Can I just say this as well? You do learn to identify with other people when they are going through difficult times as well. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 5. Haven't got time to read it. You might just see it behind me. It's all about the comfort of God and us being able to comfort others because we've gone through things that we understand. We know, we understand. Wouldn't it be terrible to meet a bunch of Christians who have no clue about the endurance and perseverance that you're going through, they do, because this is something God gives to us. So as I come to a close, let me ask you some questions and we're gonna pray with one another. What, are, what area are you enduring right now that you know is tough? And what area have you perhaps endured in the past but you've kind of given up on? You once endured, but now you're no longer doing that. Perhaps it was prayer for something that didn't happen. Can I rekindle that as I'm speaking this morning? Is, is, is there something that you did pray for and believe God for and endure for, but it just kind of waned and you kind of give up? I think God wants to challenge you this morning. Say, don't come back to it again. Is it maybe physical healing? You've been prayed for and prayed for and prayed for and in the end you thought, well, I'm never going to be healed. I just kind of give up. Maybe it's an addiction that you were battling through and it was going quite well and then you fell backwards or maybe a habit or thought life. Jeremy mentioned something like pornography which is a struggle for people because you keep going back to something that you know shouldn't and it... And it's an enduring thing. You have to kind of learn that gradually you can go great victory in things like that. Any sin can be like that. Perhaps it's a character issue that's been highlighted. Think about prayer, and we've preached this last year. You'd have heard this. Matthew 7, keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. It's not just a one-off prayer for some of us, but we keep on persevering in prayer and not letting go until God has done what he said he would do. You may have been praying for a relative who's not a Christian. And as the years have gone by and you watch them, no nearer to Jesus. In fact, some of them even further away. And you think, oh, for goodness sake. You may be married to a non-Christian husband and it's kind of like you've been praying and praying. And even, you know, he's a non-Christian husband, not even a flicker of spiritual interest whatsoever. I believe your prayers have been heard. And they are being heard. And they will be heard. We keep on asking, there's a word in our worship this morning about the prodigals, people who once did and now turned away and our responsibility to keep on praying that they might come. Don't stop asking. The one thing I've noticed with my back situation when I've, I've said I'm not, I can't get, do this anymore, I'm just not gonna bother, I just give up asking, that I gained nothing by doing that at all. It didn't make the slightest bit, so I, I must go back to asking. <laughs> There's more opportunity, something's going to happen there than me throwing in the towel. 
We must keep on persevering with these things. Folks, the breakthrough moments are going to come for some of us when we learn how to endure, we learn how to persevere, and we just keep going. And that's true not only individually, but corporately as well. We're going to keep on praying for more salvation, more people to be baptized, more signs and wonders, more people being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Our venues need breakthroughs. They need growth. If you were at the week of prayer, you would have seen Reuben with his sledgehammer. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about, but some of you do. The sledgehammer needs to keep coming down on the concrete and it sometimes seems to do nothing. But if you keep coming and keep coming, eventually a crack appears on the concrete and then you come again and it widens. That is persevering corporate prayer as well as individual prayer as well. Can we just close our eyes just for a moment? I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask for a bit of response and then we'll pray with one another. Father, thank you that this is not a word that's foreign or a word that so many people in this room today are experiencing the need to not give up but to keep going. And I pray for the courage today to identify with that and to see you come and to see you respond. Amen.